Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This episode number 78. I'm your pal Val, and with me is the amazing Jason. Jason, how are you? I am fantastic, Val. How are you? I am almost that good. <laughs> and then the man, the myth, the legend, Hall of Famer, Logan King NASCAR, how are you? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. This is NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Panini America. Off the bat, we got a good show today. We're going to talk about, discuss the brand new 2022 Dunruss sell sheet was released. The uh, We had a Twitter question about the 2016 Prism Camo. So we're going to talk about 2016 Prism Racing. Was there one more? Uh, we may fit some eBay in there. Who knows? Sounds good. Yeah, and we also also we're going to talk about uh, I think a little bit about um, National Treasures as well. Yes, National Treasures releases January fourteenth. So hopefully they keep that date and everybody get their National Treasures fix. I plan on buying a box. What about you guys? I don't know. Never in my wildest dreams. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, that's gonna be my that's gonna be my late Christmas present. It's it's not my thing. It's too risky for me. It's just I'm a I'm a base card. I'd rather have a shot in the dark than a 50-50 gamble. It's just just not my style. Well, we're getting close to February, so we know Dumber should be releasing there. So I don't know. Maybe I'll take that money out of the earmark for National Treasures and move it over to the the Dunner stack there and get some Dunners. Because from the sell sheet, it looks good. The one surprise that I saw was the retro because I was hoping for the 1989 design because I remember opening those packs up and looking for those Ken Griffey Juniors and stuff. Yeah, that was kind of my disappointment, and we've talked about it previously, and that was the first thing that I looked for. And I know we kind of talked about it a little bit off air that they're using the 81 design for the retro, which I know some people like but I would have preferred probably what you thought to continue that continuity where they had done 87, 88, keep going, you know, stick with the 89 this year. But, you know, at least that retro design is still in there. So I'm happy about that overall. Logan, what do you think about the design retro? Well, you know, I, I'm like you guys. I was kind of anticipating the 1989 retro design, but I'm good with the 1981 design because you know, I remember – collecting baseball cards back then. And, you know, I was so excited that, you know, we had somebody else other than tops. And I remember buying, you know, boxes of those cards. So, you know, I had some vivid memories of opening up 1981 Donruss baseball. So, you know, this is, this is a throwback to that. And I like it. Yeah. When I looked at the sell sheet and saw that, I guess it's that Kyle Bush relic. I, you know, I like the white borders at the top and the bottom. And then, you know, they have that black bar kind of, running through that middle it, it with that, and those red borders uh with the Dunners logo in the 22 it looks good yeah i think they did a good job it looks like there's going to be some new short print and they're going to remove some of the older ones or i should say older ones <laughs> they're, they're only one and done more like yeah they're going to have this year they're going to have blank slate watercolors Marvels, which is new, and downtown. So those are going to be the the ultra rare super short prints. 
And now, I think Sketchworks is is leaving then. Yes. The the timeless treasures is that is correct me if I'm wrong. That is the same one from last year. That's the same insert title, correct? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, because I I like the design and I like that older feel because you know again we don't have too many sets that we can work with here. So I'm glad that they're keeping that one in. And you had mentioned already the Marvels. It amazes me how all these panini brands are getting that cartoon-esque design for that case hit or those rare hits something i never really thought i would see but it's kind of cool to see them continue over you know into into nascar with it yeah i like it um it's like what you say it kind of reminds me of the um what, what were the cards, Val, that, that we had a few years ago that was super short print? The skid marks. Was it skid marks? Not skid marks. <laughs> that would be a great set, though. <laughs> skid marks would be a great set. <laughs> Slingshots. Slingshots. I knew it started with an S. I swear that. That's what happens when you get old, man. <laughs> yeah, the slingshots were kind of cartoony. Uh, but I like those. You know, he had the, those four cards. And the one I liked the best was the Carl Edwards flipping. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Tony Stewart, Richard Petty, and Dale Hart Jr., I believe. As well Carl as, Edwards, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, th that was, I think, it was 2018, like you said. That was like a one and done as well. You know, th th that's one thing about, you know, NASCAR and they're trying, Dunros, Dunros, sorry, Panini's like trying to find their footing, what works, what doesn't work. And so, you know, we have downtown again. Uh, this is going to be the third year for them. So that seems like that's going to be sticking around. The watercolors will be second year and then the other one's second year as well. So, yeah, we haven't seen a checklist yet. I'm sure Haley Deegan's going to be in there somewhere. Maybe Ty freaking Gibbs. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. And so, you know, on the sell sheet, they have the optic and they have that, I guess it's the gold vinyl. It's going to be hobby only. And they have the Haley Deacon in there. So where the 81 design where they had those black bars on the side was just white. It looks like the, the whole, those bars are gone. And you have that red border around the photo, but then the rest of it is just kind of going to be plain. So. It's a, it's nice. I think it's a good looking card. So, what do you guys think about the rated rookies top five? And I wasn't sure about that. If that's going to be another parallel to the rated rookie, or if that uh, top five is going to be um, yeah, how, how that parallel is going to work. But uh, I'm all, I always love the rated rookies. I think there's going to be a lot of confusion because. I'm with you. I kind of think it's part of the base set. And maybe they're slimming down how many rated rookies are in there. But man, when you see it, it sure looks like a parallel. So I guess, you know, time will tell what it truly is. But man, it looks like a parallel. So I'm afraid there's going to be some confusion there. But I like, I like the idea of it because it is a cool looking card. It's simple, but, you know, simple but busy, if that makes sense. It reminds me of like some of the 50 year anniversary cards that were in Dunruss last year where they've got these little circles and, you know, it's, it's kind of its own logo. And then it's repeated across the the card in the border. So 
yeah, I like I like the way they look. You know, I'm like you guys. I'm wondering who they're going to put in there. Uh, I, I think what the, the one on the sell sheet is, uh, was it Tyler Ankrum, I think, is who I saw. Yep. So, you know, could Ty, could Ty freaking Gibbs be in there? That would be cool. I would, I would love it if they put him in there. Yeah, it would need more, more cowbell and more tying freaking Gibbs. Does yeah, it I hurt can... that he's already had cards? Does that matter to you? It, I don't know that it really matters. I mean, because he's been in the truck series and in ARCA. Right. So, and, no, you know, he, he hasn't been in truck. He, and he dabbled, he dabbled in, uh, you know, Xfinity this year and won races, but, you know, he's not officially, he wasn't officially in that series. So this year he's going to officially be in that series. So, you know, because of that, they may make it a rated rookie. I don't know. And I don't know what their criteria is going to be either. Is it going to be just for cup? Is it going to be for all series? I mean, who knows? Right. That's that thing that's never really been explained. And I guess I was bringing it up to you guys because on a previous show we had talked what do you consider the rookie? I think both of you said first card, you know, and when you're looking at this, it's obviously not going to be his first, but it could be rated rookie. There lies confusion, you know, but then uh, racing cards are such a niche collection that, you know, maybe, maybe they have the right audience for that. So Jason, I think you just, you just hit it right there. Okay. So if you remember last year, I think Ty Gibbs had a optic, but Correct. he didn't have a Dunros. But it's, yeah, that's a good point. So but this would be his first Dunros card, <laughs> but it was optic. Correct. So they might have left this. So I think he's going to have a red rookie. I'm hoping because, so because that's his first. That's going to be his first. We talk about his first card. It's the first Dunros card. It would make sense. I mean, if they don't do it, I think it's going to be a travesty. I think last year we did a show where there were cards um, that were in, you know, rated Ricky or rated or an optic that weren't vice versa. Because Natalie Decker comes to mind where she was in Dunro, I suppose, wasn't in optic. Right. You know, and she could be in there too, as well. Uh, she was rated Ricky last year, but that they've that's done right, that before right. too. So, 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 go ahead. Sorry. I thought no, no, go ahead. You're good. Well, it's a it's a new uh, a new thing. So I'm looking because you were talking about okay, he's going to have Donruss cards. We're, we're presuming he's going to have Donruss rated rookie cards. So I thought okay, well, there's going to be a bunch of color parallels. But the selling point on it's the first bullet point on the sell sheet says racing into 2022. Donruss Racing features multiple base sets inserts. An autograph checklist. It doesn't mention anything about parallels. And then if you look through the sell sheet, the only parallel really shown is the gold vinyl and the silver. Well, I so imagine, though, they're going to have other colors like all the other years, don't you think? Yeah, between the Tyler Akram and the Tony Stewart, there's parallels are plentiful. Falling okay. one per hobby pack. <laughs> look for silver, red, and top five as well as others. So does does that mean that top five is then a parallel? That's what we were just talking about. I think so. And this is in addition, there are optic cards for the entire base set, which also falls in each hobby pack 
Rarities include the hobby-only gold vinyl. So optic cards for the entire base set. So that means one to a hundred, or is that one to two hundred? I would think two hundred. It says the base set for twenty twenty-two Dunrush Racing begin uh, racing. NASCAR again offers 200 cards. So right. the other optic sets were 90 cards, I believe. Yeah. I mean, do you consider the base set just the regular cards, not the, the, the retro cards, or do you consider the base set, you know, the retro cards and the, the regular base cards? I consider it number one to 200, whatever is in That's there. That's what I would think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I said it like one to 100, but then looking, it says the base set is 200 cards and knowing what they've done the last few years with optics. So I think it was, it was 19 or 20 where they started with optic. Yeah. I thought it was, was it, I think it was 19 when they started with optic, but they're keeping the one autograph and two memorabilia cards per box. And then you get the inserts per pack. So you get at least you get one optic card and then one uh, silver or numbered parallel in each pack. So, do you guys think that we're going to have on card autos or stickers? This is always sticker. I would yeah. say stickers. The only thing that wasn't, and I might be wrong, but the only thing I remember that wasn't were the buybacks. Yeah, that was the only thing, right? Yeah, yeah, they had the they had those on card and they were. Uh, you know, they had the, the crimp, the seal of uh, the Panini seal, little five-year seal. So, early indications, I think the Dunrush is, is on track and looking good. What do you guys expect the price to be? Because I know last year we kind of were all over the place at first and then... So, they came out around seventy four seventy five last year. But then there were some points where it got to like 120 130 Yeah, it went... It, once that fifth year autos were out and it was cut right there in the beginning of the, some of the craziness where the prices escalated quickly on it but i'm expecting to come out in the 75 hour range we'll see yeah that's that's what i think i'm thinking you know somewhere eight maybe 80 to 85 i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna say like 85 90 just because i think everything else has gotten that increase even at retail so I don't think there's no wrong answer, you know, but I think hmm. on the higher end of what you guys said. So what is that? You know, again, I haven't really bought much of the blasters, but this is going to be a new price price point for blasters. So is now blasters 30? God, let's hope not. I, I can't I, I will see not. Don Russ being 30. I cannot see that either. What's Don Russ for the other sports? For blasters at Retail. Maybe twenty-two, okay, which is reasonable. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably pay maybe as much as twenty-five. Maybe it depends on, you know, I'm sure they're going to either have they'll have a hit. And I'm sure they won't be guaranteeing autographs. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there won't be an autograph in every box. So you're most likely going to get a memorabilia card. Uh, so, yeah, if it's more than twenty-five dollars, those things are definitely going to sit on the shelf. People yeah. are not going to buy them because I know I know I would not be buying them. <laughs> that. Uh, 25, 25 would be stretching it for me for those guys. But again, we'll see. And, you know, it's weird because, you know, 
Target and Walmart both had different price points on Prism. I don't know. Since Tracy left it, everything is Tracy's fault. Or <laughs> yeah, hey Tracy, if you're out there, yes, yeah, we, we're blaming you. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. I, I thought it was, and then I think it was. Well, I don't even know. Maybe it was regional or not, but prices were different here in North South Carolina than they were in Texas. So, yeah, didn't we hear reports of Prism being like forty bucks? Yeah. My gosh, there ain't no. There's absolutely no way I would pay that for a box of Prism. So I'm not sure what what that's going to look like uh, at retail, but they look good though. If you guys want to go in or any more discussion on the Dunruss. No, I'm just looking forward to some new cards. Yeah, hopefully they're still on time. Looking forward to racing and looking forward to uh, some Dunruss. Yeah, you know, I could see that Dunruss getting skewed a little bit, you know, due to National Treasures coming out so late. Right. And even if they do it by a week or two, that wouldn't disappoint me. No, that falls right there into uh, 500, so. Yep. Well, switching gears, we had Andrew Acklin hit us up on Twitter asking if we've covered the camo in the 2016 Prism. I don't think we really even talked about 2016 Prism, so I thought it'd be a good topic to bring up. It's hard to believe that it's been what six years since the 2016 Prism, and I remember that was at Atlantic City when those were released in the summer. Of course, that was our first taste of Prism, not having collected Prism in the other sports, so it was new to me back in summer of 2016. Yeah, that was Panini's very first entry into NASCAR. Yep. Yeah, I, re- I remember us being at the National in Atlantic City and and uh, busting those boxes after the show in the re- in the hotel room, and we had a uh, an atomic bomb of of cards <laughs> and and bust, busted packs and wrappers and boxes all over the place in that room. Yeah, I think the boxes were about ninety five uh, uh, a box back then for hobby, and I th- I thought we got multiple autos per box, but you got one autograph and two memorabilia cards, and that's when Prism had memorabilia cards. You got 10 Prisms. You got one green Prism numbered to 140, 149, and then two additional colored Prisms to 99 or less. Uh, two Winner Circle and then two winner, uh, one Winner Circle Prism, two competitors and one competitor Prism, and then three additional inserts. I'm looking at the old cell sheet for 2016 Prism Racing. Yeah. One of the things I remember the most about busting those uh, boxes in the hotel room was when I pulled, it was a, it was a Kurt Busch rainbow card. And man, I fell in love with those rainbows. The first time I saw them, uh, I just, I had to try to get the whole set. And in fact, I'm, <laughs> I'm still working on that whole set. They, they only made 24 of each one, and I've, I still need seven more. Even, you know, here it is almost six years later. And so that's a 100-card set. So that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, maybe one day one day I'll find it. I have it in my eBay save searches. You know, and looking back with hindsight, it was their first release 
uh, that release had nine different prism parallels. And then it says eight are numbered to 149 or less, but oh, that's in that's in the hobby, that's why. Because then that's including the silver, but we know that there's camo and the red, white, and blue. Yeah, the uh, the red, white, and blue. I like those cards, and and they're pretty plentiful. You can still find plenty of those on eBay because those came in the uh, the fat, the big fat packs. And I think and you then, got three in a fat pack. Okay, I didn't open a lot of those fat packs. Oh man. I opened the fat packs, opened the blasters. I didn't open a ton of blasters or I would have more of the, of the camo cards, but I opened up a lot of fat packs. I think it's mainly because the, the targets and Walmarts in, in our area, that's what they had. They didn't have a whole lot of the blasters. And then there's, you know, this is kind of like age, like fine wine. Cause we had a going along with 2016 prism. They didn't produce prism in 2017. They didn't really pick Prism back up until 2018. And then they reworked a little bit where camos were a three-card exclusive to the blasters. It came there was a three-card pack that had uh, the camos and the blasters. And so they went from, you know, numbered and ultra-rare, because the, the camos are numbered to, like, the car number. So Jamie McMurray, one card. Card number two, Brad Kozlowski, two cards. Austin Dillon, number three, three of them. So <laughs> trying to make a camo parallel set is probably almost impossible. I guess it's like trying to go after the the checkered flag or the black or whatever, the ones with like or white flag. And then there's also the, the autographs, and then there's camo autographs. And I pulled one of those out of the blaster. Camos are super rare. Uh, and you don't see them much, and then really nobody really talks about them much. Actually, you don't see much talk about the 2016 Prism, but I think 2016 Prism is pretty good product. I don't know about trying to buy it now because it's all dried up, and I think we talked about the $799 Hobby Box out on one of the big three, and then I did see one on eBay for $500. Yeah, it's still out there. I went and looked today, and nobody's uh, bid on that yet. But, you know, it's like you said, this stuff is really dried up. And remember last year when Target had their uh, repacked blister packs, you know, there were some of the 2016 Prism retail packs in those. And I think I was able to get three or four of those out of, uh, out of those blisters, and I did not open them. I still, I just saved them. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I, those those are ones that I'm just going to keep. Do they have retail on them, or do they have hobby on them? Can you no, tell? No, they're, re they're retail. Okay, so there are retail packs. There's fat packs, and then there's unless they. I think the retail packs probably came out of the blasters. That's what I was going to say. Okay, but again, that 2016, I think with some of the everything that went on last year, people started looking at drivers or or basketball players or whatever, their first prism card. So the 2016 has everybody, you know, your Richard Petty and because there's a small subset at the end that has the NASCAR Hall of Fame logo and has, you know, Bobby Allison and Ed Jarrett and David Pearson, which is, is pretty cool. But then you also have 
Kyle Busch veterans and Harvick, Danny Hamlin. Then you have, you know, the young guys, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ryan Blaney. So it's plenty of awesome drivers to collect. And then, you know, the try to get the silver and the, the blue or red or green parallels. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking today since this was 2016 and of course it was everybody's first prism card. I'm doing that in air quotes, <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was thinking, are there any really true rookie cards in the 2016 prism? I mean, one. I, yeah, I figured there had to be somebody, but I just could not think of who it would be. First name is yeah. Eric. It's who? Eric Jones. Eric Jones. That's his rookie card. Okay. <laughs> is that Bella? That is my dog downstairs barking at something. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I have a barking dog. But, but yeah, oh, so, so Eric Jones is the only true rookie out of that set. I believe so because William Byron is doesn't have a prism. Christopher Bell doesn't have a prism. I don't think Tyler Rick has a prism either. Yeah, I mean, you know, and you've got Bubba Wallace in there though. You know, people people kind of consider that one of his first cards when it really isn't. And you know, Chase Elliott's the same way. That's really not, you know, he's he's been on cards in press pass long before that. Right. So the ones that I mentioned, uh, William Byron, Tyler Reddick, and Christopher Bell, they have autographs in those sets, but in the prism, but I don't think they have any base. But I think Eric Jones is the only one that, because I was eyeing him. I don't think he was included. He was not included with 2015 press pass, and he came right along that time there between manufacturers and then Panini produced that prism for him so yeah it's a it's a great set like you said hindsight's 2020 we had no idea what it would be like <laughs> here six years from you know from back then it's interesting to look at the 2016 prism to the 2021 prism where we have nine sets that are numbered two unnumbered the red white and blue and the prism silver and then in 2021 we have 10 sets that are numbered and nine sets unnumbered so you have 19 parallels versus 11. yep um so. i think everybody likes those shiny shiny different colors i mean i do i think it's cool when you get different colors oh definitely <laughs> to try to, <laughs> to get I mean, you can get like a whole page, nine card page of the unnumbered in, you know, all the different parallels. So I have not done that quest yet. I know I've got a few of the 2016 parallel sets. Um, the harder ones I have not tried, but. So let's get an opinion here because we talk about 16 certified so often. And, and then Prism is, you know, the baby to everybody's, you know, that's their favorite brand. It seems like, do you think 16 certified at the price it's at now or 16 Prism at the price it's at now is a better buy? Well, let's six, say you were buying a hobby box. Yeah. Well, 2016 certified, I think I saw it's I'm still on sale for about $60 a box. Yeah. But we all know 
some things age better than others. That's yeah. why I'm asking, would you, would you invest it in Prism or would you invest it in a few boxes of certified? I still like certified because where I mentioned William Byron, Christopher Bell, Tyler Reddick, Eric Jones, as well as probably about five, six more, they do have base cards in 2016 certified, but not in Prism. Yeah. And then there are also parallels in certified. And I think the problem with certified, and I, I don't know why I always remember this, but it dropped so late in the year. The season was over. It was like November, December, and then National Treasures hit, I think it was early January. And I, I don't know why I always remember this, but that's when Carl Edwards just kind of called it quit abruptly. And then you had 2017 Dunhurst coming in February. And so there was a short window. And for whatever reason, I guess with two autos and two memorabilia or whatever it was, the certified never caught on. I mean, really, you don't hardly see it. Uh, there are, I think it's what Steel City, one of them has the inventory left, but that's about it. So I mean, we're starting to see some of the PSA 10 prices for some of them creep up to 100 150 I think it was for Byron and so you know as these guys race win I think this might be Tyler Reddick's year to to break out so we'll see yeah uh, to answer your question Jason I like certified as far as from a price point and what you get uh, I'm going to I'm going to pick certified because it's like what Val said there's a lot of rookies in there you get two autos I mean, for $60, you really can't beat it, uh, at least for now, as long as the supply lasts. I mean, once those dry up, you know, then, of course, uh, they may go up. I, I mean, it, that remains to be seen. Uh, but, you know, given the choice of spending some money, spending $500 on one prison box or, you know, I could I could buy, you know, six boxes, over six boxes of, uh, gosh, really about seven, almost eight boxes uh, of uh, certified for the same price as, as the Prism. Might as well just go ahead and buy those. I'll get a lot more autos, a lot more enjoyment, a lot more rookies. I, I think that's the way to go. Yeah, I agree with both of you. I was just curious because, you know, Prism is definitely the darling right now for people grading and, you know, setting cards aside to hold for a couple of years. But, uh, yeah, I definitely agree with the both of you. I mean, I'd love to have Prism Hobby Box, but at $400, $500, you know, $800 a box, I don't know. And we know NASCAR cards do not command the prices of the other sports. That right. there's, I don't know if there's anything in that box that you could recoup that money. Maybe the Chase Elliott 101 or William Byron 101, maybe. I don't know what else. You know, you're only getting one auto and two memorabilia. So back in back then, it's not like the the prism now where you get four autos a box. Yeah, and prism memorabilia cards, no matter what sport, never seem to hold any value. You know, let alone racing. You know, it's it's color and autographs. It's not the relics for prism, and you know that's why they don't offer it anymore. So. So I was actually eyeing some of those relics where if it's a sharp looking relic, uh, multicolor or maybe a particular driver that it might be worth picking up 
to have some of that because I think they're gonna age well as as well. I don't know why, but we know that's the only year, of course, and you said it a while ago that that they made prism relics. And some of them look pretty cool. I mean, there's I think you basically what have fire suits and you have tires, right? The tire the tires are pretty bland. The fire suits, you know, that you could get a good hit on one of those, it just depends. But that is the only year they had those, so that that is kind of an an, an anomaly there. So I you know, I think that that helps uh the prison boxes. Again, you know, I hate that they have the checkered flags, but they're only one of ones. I really wish I know they, they threw the zebra in. I, I always say the zebra should be in the football and the checkered flag should be in the NASCAR. I really wish uh I don't know, maybe it costs a lot more to do the checkered flag, but to to move that up to a higher number than just the one of one, but yeah, I'd much rather see checkered flag than zebra, but the zebras are pretty cool. You know, I've watched a few breaks of this year's prism and those things are pretty rare. There's, there's usually like one, maybe two to a, to a half case. So you're going to get one out of every three to six boxes. So it's pretty rare. Anything else we have haven't touched on with 2016 prism. And I think it's, I don't know if we've had seen any, eBay prices closing on 2016 Prism. You used to be able to see or find the silver sets out there and the red, white, and blue complete sets, but I think that's all dried up. I know I picked up like two silver sets. I guess it was early on in the the craziness for like $30 a set, but that, and one thing I will say is I can't remember who it is on Twitter, but he's working on a autographed silver prism set of 2016 which i think is fantastic i'm gonna have to try to work on that one yeah i, I think everybody's still alive right <laughs> uh david pearson has passed oh that's right i forgot about david pearson so if you have a silver prism of david pearson signed now that's uh that's a that's a, a plus because you're not going to you're not going to get those anymore unfortunately I need to send off or um, send those out first for all the legends. Yeah, there's. I think the legends start at card number was it ninety one through ninety nine, something like that. Yeah, I so. think that silver shows the the autograph better, and I can't. I'm assuming we. I need to pattern those. I have to check, but um, I don't. It. I'm trying to remember. It's either either the silver, the regular card, or the prism card. One of those signs really well, and one of them does not. Um, you, you can get you some commons and, and try it out, but I forget which one because I tried it. I think it's, I think the prism signed better than the regular base cards. Okay. I, I, but like I said, you probably need to try that out. Because I think what I had done, I remember we were, I think it was when we were going to the NASCAR Hall of Fame a couple of years ago. I had powdered some up or powdered one up just as a test. And the autograph was actually worse on the base card than it was on, you know, without the powder. So you, know, you, you can, you can try it all, all the different ways. But um, I do remember powdering. I, I honestly cannot remember which one it was. I would almost have to think it was the base card. And I, I powdered the base card and it looked terrible. You know, I just signed it with a Sharpie and it just, it just streaked and looked 
horrible and i just then i signed it without it and it looked a lot better okay i'll have to try that yeah just just try and see because i you may not have to powder them up now one thing i was looking at the sell sheet that they had that they discontinued um not only the race used tire checkered flag or or prisms but the winter circle prism and that was the i guess it was 30 some cars basically your season in review and then they have also had a prism version that they don't do anymore uh that and that was the 2015 recap in the 2015 season so they don't do that anymore of course 2016 is when they did that at the end of the season they did the panini instant so still would like to plug that to see the 2022 panini instant come back yeah, you know, and something else we didn't talk about though on the the twenty twenty two prism is they're going to have the race kings again, which which the on the sales sheet they look really nice. So I'm looking forward to those. Yeah, they do a good job with those, and I'm sure they'll have race queens as well. I'm sure you'll have Danica, Haley Deegan, maybe um, Natalie Decker. Who knows what all they're going to have? Yep, but, and then also um, they have it. They've continued this, but the SP, the variations where they had uh, the different variations of the cars where they had um, Darrell Waltrip and Donnie Allison and those other drivers. So, yep. I think that's it. Yeah, I think so. I'm looking forward to it. We'll know more as we find out more about these cards and the checklist pops up. We'll talk more about it. For donors, right? Correct. Exactly for the donors. Yep. Uh, anything else for the prism? I think we covered all. Uh, except the camo, I believe, were in retail and blasters. There's an autograph version of the camos, and then there are parallels, but those are number. That numbering is uh, all over the place, depending on up to the driver number. And I think it was card number 100, which is something everybody wants to have for that's the one with the picture of all the chase drivers, but that's only numbered to, I think it's 18 in the camo. So that one's tough. Yep. All right. Well, we can discuss any eBay NASCAR and NASCAR news. Yeah, I've got a few eBay auctions here that uh, kind of caught my eye. Not not a whole lot. Um, in fact, I didn't even see any of the color blast cards at all that were had you know finished this past week. So those things are starting to dry up. It looks like I guess people are not busting as many boxes of uh, 2021 Prism. But one of the things I did see was uh, a Jeff Gordon. 1987 world of outlaws psa 10 and propstein had that card and it went for 562 dollars and three cents with 17 bids so that was that was pretty pretty big money right there for that card world of outlaws 87 or 88 which one 87 87 okay for psa 10 that's um i guess that's right in the range but that's uh old Pencil, mustache, Jeff Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, something else I saw too. This was on the twenty, ended on the twenty eighth of December. It was a nineteen ninety two 
grid Formula One Michael Schumacher rookie PSA 10, $2,000, 11 bids. Wow. You know, I remember before all this craziness and hype and all the crazy things that have happened in the last year and a half, before all that started, you could buy one of those grid factory sets for like 20, 25 bucks all day long. You, 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 they almost couldn't give them away. And now look at them. It's, it's unbelievable what's, what has happened with all this hype. That's amazing. Yeah, it really is. You know, and you're talking about 2021 Prism. There was a, and I found this one to be kind of, kind of crazy. 2021 Prism Racing, Jesse Love, Gold Vinyl, Super Factor. They say Super Factor. I'm just going by the description. It says, true one of one, which it is. It was one of one. It went for $305 with 26 bids. Jesse Love. <laughs> Jesse Love Collector. Yeah, there's you. some Jesse Love Collectors. They, they're, they're, they, they need some love, apparently. Yep. <laughs> um, something else I saw, too, on the this ended on the... Uh, I guess it was 12, yeah, it was on the 31st. A 2020 Topps Chrome Formula One, number one, card number 112. It was the Mercedes team logo. It was an orange wave card out of 25. That card went for $399.99. Was that graded or no? No, it's not graded. Wow. Just a team logo card. There wasn't any drivers or team members or anything. So there's some Mercedes collectors out there that uh, pay lose Hamilton. Up. Yeah, I, mean, I, I get that, but still, it's it's just the Mercedes. You've seen it. It's the Mercedes team logo. Yeah. I, I've seen that in the the Honda Red Bull. Yeah, that was amazing to me. That I mean, I get it. That there's only 25 of them, but it's just a team logo for crying out loud. Do you guys think this F1 stuff continues to climb, or do you think it you think it plateaus and I love to see it continue, right? I don't want to be a doom and gloom. Yeah, of but, course, of course. But the I think the problem with the F1 is the problem that NASCAR's had. So I understand everybody going after the 2020 because, well, it's, I guess, and it was released in 2020, right? So it's the first set, kind of everybody's first card. I get all that. But I, the problem I think comes with the 2021 version, the releasing, I guess in 2022 is that now you have everybody's second card and there's not enough new rookies to sustain the product. I mean, I've seen in NASCAR. So if you go back to the early or late 80, late nineties, there were a lot of years that there are either no rookies or the rookies never panned out. And Logan, I'm sure you can you verify that. Uh, mm -hmm. Even in the you know early 2000s as well. So while I want to see the product do well, I don't know if there's enough new coming in right. to sustain the pricing. I don't know if you've looked at the pricing for the new versions. It's like, I think just the base is like $500 a box. It almost reminds me of the 86 Fleer basketball where everybody's rookie was in that set, even though they had played for years. And then those couple years after still hold a premium value compared to say 90 Fleer, where it like dramatically drops off. It almost reminds me of this, and I'm kind of waiting to see, or almost reminds me of that, excuse me. And I'm kind of waiting to see 
if it mirrors that. But then again, like you said, does it have enough star power more than the two big names? So you have the star power and then you have the current price, which is really an inflated price compared to because I think the boxes were a hundred dollars or what a what does a base tops box cost? I expect F one base to be around the same price as a box of baseball cards. Right. The same way Dawn Rust is for everything else. Yeah. Right. Not five hundred dollars. So we're talking about a five time multiplier or three time multiplier because they're they're trying or keeping into the hype. But I don't know if it's got legs to to command that price. Uh, maybe it's the autos in there. I don't know. But again, my, that's my concern is that there's not enough new rookies when you're talking about that basketball, right? So 86 super hot. Cause it was limited. 87 to me is limited. I saw 86. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never saw 87 and then 88. There were a few rookies in there, right? Um, was it Reggie Miller and, a few, um, and then you get 89 as Rodman or Rodman and Reggie Miller and, Bulls, why am I drawing a blank? Not Jordan, but Scottie Pippen. So you had some of those years, and then you get into the mass production and then the late 90s and or mid-early 90s, and it's not worth that much. So where I'd like to see the F1 do great because I think it helps NASCAR as well, but I don't know if it's got the rookies to sustain it. So now yeah. we've talked, Sorry, we talked before about not knowing how long the Panini NASCAR contract is. Do we have any idea what the Tops F1 length is for their contract? I do not. Uh, I don't know either. Yeah. I would assume it's five years, maybe. That's what I was going to guess. Five years sound like a good number. Yeah, but I'm like you, Val. I, I just don't see... You've only really got two people carrying that product right now, two drivers. You've got Verstappen and you've got Lewis Hamilton. Right, and I'm going to defend that by the reason you say that is because they won 19 of the 22 races. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just like in like, NASCAR, there's fans of all drivers. But but by far, those two guys are the ones carrying the product right now. And next year won't be their rookie cards anymore, even though this year wasn't really their rookie cards either. But, I mean, so, there's only so much like, yay, my guy came in fifth. <laughs> you know, every, every week, at least in NASCAR, I mean, a lot of the guys – there's a shot to win. I, I don't know if one, if the, everybody's got a shot to win that race. Well, you've got the team order thing too. Remember that. That's true too. So, but I didn't want to derail this conversation. So yeah, what you were saying about, I just can't see the prices being like they are this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I just don't see it. I mean, I may be wrong. You know, I may be like our weathermen here. I may be wrong, <laughs> but I just, I just don't see it happening. It, it's, it's like what you said. It's the same thing with NASCAR. You you don't have enough, you know, rookies coming in making a big splash every year like you do in in the stick and ball sports. We just, I don't, we just don't have that. And I don't know that we've ever talked about this before. I feel like Panini is better suited for F one because they have a stronger hold on international market, where Tops would be better suited for NASCAR because they have a stronger hold on the domestic market because they have the baseball tradition and they have all that. It almost seems like it's backwards to me and I don't see tops maintaining their strength or gaining any ground on F1 
it's almost like they're going to tie this to these two guys, and it's like teed high and let it fly and just see what happens. So, <laughs> so look, let me tell you about the pre-order prices, okay? So see if you can follow this one. So the 2021 Topps Dynasty Formula One race in Hobby mm-hmm. Box, that's super high-end. Right. $2,500 a box, okay? So now we'll go to the Chrome. The Chrome, Topps Chrome Formula One Racing Hobby Box, $600 a box. That same box in 2020 Chrome is basically $2,200 a box, okay? So $2,200 a box. This year is going to be $600 a box. Okay, now this year they're throwing in just Topps Formula One Racing Hobby Box. So this is not the Chrome, but so this is going to be the first year for it. Just one box, $630 a box. And then they're going to have this light box for Chrome, which is going to be $300 a box for, for the light version. So, I, you know, I think it's a 200-card set. I just, I just think it's very expensive. And maybe that's what the F1 collectors are used to, and maybe that's what they want. But uh, as a NASCAR guy, it looks to me, it, it seems like it's, there's a lot of those are too high. Right. Yeah, I would agree. For what you're getting. Yeah, I just I just don't see this as being a sustainable market going forward. And I think, you know, Tops is going to try to to do like they've done with everything else. They're going to try to maximize their, you know, their licensing by, you know, I won't say flooding the market, but they're going to they're going to produce a lot of sets uh in well, hell, they're, they're probably going to flood the market. Let's just be honest. I mean, I I don't know any other way to say it. So even with that being said, I think there's going to be a glut in the market. I think you're going to see prices go down. That, that's the way I see it. Yeah. Well, well I think, Jason, you, you tell me what you think. Yep. I think the model has shifted now. Now the model is price everything high. You can always come down. You know, I, I can't – if I sell out of everything – then I, you know, I'm done. I can't get any more inventory. So, um, um, was it Kirk, Kirk's cards or whoever it was, you know, back in the day, he prices yeah. this stuff high. You want to buy it. Hey, great. But if you don't, somebody else will. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if they just blow it out, it's all gone. And, you know, may, so maybe that's the, the idea. I mean, I think we're starting to see that we talked earlier about the, what we expected the Donruss blaster price to be. I mean, we're seeing it right now in Target and Walmart, and there are some that, yeah, prices got raised and nobody gave a damn and they bought it. But then there's other things, and I can, you know, Chronicles, Collegiate Basketball, those blasters are everywhere, at least in my area. And it's like, okay, well, that one didn't work. You know, and a couple other ones I know people have said, oh, I'm going to wait and I'm going to wait for this. You know, so it's working for some and not for others, which is kind of just how it goes. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you. And I think we've already started to see it with all the manufacturers. Well, you know, Jason, you weren't you weren't here last week, but we talked about the the PSA 10 tops now card of Lewis Hamilton. And there was one that went for like fifteen hundred dollars. And back during the summer, that was a five thousand dollar card. Yeah, that's a big drop. That's definitely that's a, a big huge drop. drop. And yep. I think you're going to keep seeing that, uh, especially with this, you know, the second year of Formula One. I don't think you're going to see near the prices. I mean, sure, the one of ones and 
And, you know, the, the really short print cards are still going to command high prices like any other sport. But, you know, I can't see a Lewis Hamilton base card going for the same amount of money, you know, in, in next year's printing compared to this year. I just don't I just there's just no way. Right. Let me let me give you guys a stat real quick. So <clears throat> as we're talking, we're talking about Dynasty F1. I actually went to eBay, which is what I typically do. I typed in F1 Dynasty Tops and I searched in all categories so that nothing was left out. There are only 78 results for F1 Dynasty Tops sold listings. So in however far back eBay goes for sold listings, three months, six months, whatever it is, there are only 78 sold items. To me, that doesn't sound like a good number and granted it's dynasty it's high end some of these cards are two three thousand dollars but if you would do the opposite search for national treasures which is not as high end but it's still up there there's a lot more to go and pick from and that kind of tells me that you know dynasty is up there yes we get that but being that it's f1 there is a very limited collector base. And once you get past these two drivers, there are a couple there that are being purchased, but how long is that sustainable? I, I agree. I mean, when you look at um, like checking my cards, if you go out to check my cards and look at like Sapphire and some of the other stuff, and you look at the quantities that are listed for the drivers, right? The Lewis Hamilton and mm -hmm. Baron, Max Ben Stopper, Ben Stopper's, are low to none, but then you might have 20, 30 of these other cards. And they're, so basically they're saying, I'm saying that they're not moving, right? Right. They're accumulating on there. So I, I will see. Hopefully I'm wrong. Uh, I don't wish any ill will on, you know, any of the collectors. And I, you know, just want to make sure everybody for the long-term sustainability of the hobby, we want people to collect trade flip, whatever, uh, and not get burned and where they leave the hobby, right? So we want people to stay in the hobby and enjoy it for the long haul and not to come in and do cash grab and, and be gone, right? So right. It also sounds like, you know, the numbers that you gave or the example that you gave for Com C, it also sounds like, yes, those guys are being purchased and those others aren't, but people aren't purchasing and relisting. They're purchasing and holding, because if there's not a lot for sale, then they're not being flipped like what most Com C guys or people do. So it sounds like there's a lot of holding going on for F1. I could be completely wrong, but that's kind of what I'm gathering from what you said. Well, Jason, do you think people are holding because they paid these really high prices and prices are going down? Or do you think they're, they're holding, hoping that things are going to go way back up? I mean, yeah, I think, I think what's happened is, is a lot of people are probably holding because the prices have come down and they, they just don't, you know, they, they paid, they paid a, a higher price and they, they don't, they just don't want to lose money. I mean, yeah, very that? be. that's a tough one because it's very situational, but yeah, I would yep. think you're more right than wrong on that. Yeah. Cause I mean, you got to look back, you know, back during the summer, you know, what these things were going for. I mean, it was just a feeding frenzy on, on the prices. I just, I, I, I couldn't believe it, and I still really can't believe some of these prices that, that we've seen over over the last six seven months. And I think that that number three has a print run of under two thousand. I think it is. 
Yeah, and I see them out there. They're on eBay every day right now. Every day. Do you, do you think people were just so excited? I know we're like so far off on a tangent on F1 now. <laughs> but like, do you think people were just so excited to finally have something to, to grab like tangible for F1 as far as trading cards go? Do you think that's it was like a mad dash and then now it's kind of not the shiny new penny anymore? I think that's part of it. You know, because I remember when the Tops Now came out with the Lewis Hamilton, and, I, and I've already said this before. I, I saw that, and I'm like, and I just kind of scoffed at it, really, honestly. Same. Exactly the same. It's like, you know, big deal. What's the big deal about it? And then all of a sudden, that thing just went just, you know, off the planet. Um, You know, I, I'm What's probably going to get... for now ungraded? Do you know? You know, I really don't know, but I think no, it's going to be in the, in the... Six seven hundred all range probably. Yeah, I, thought I, I was gonna say five hundred. I think. While you're looking at that, I was gonna say the <clears throat> tops has released the final tops now F1 numbers. Of course, they missed card number eighty, so I'm not very happy about that. That was the Max Verstappen championship card, but they have the other print runs out there, so it was like card eighty to. 89 out on tops f1 archive they have all the print runs except for number 80 though so the print runs are basically uh under 9,000 to about 3,300 for those eight cards that they have of the nine or whatever what'd you find jason uh so there is one i just found i took the first one i could find because shocking well not shockingly most of them are graded. So uh, the one ungraded that I found was a $400 buy it now. But a PSA 9 is around 500 bucks, and PSA 10 is upwards of 1000 Not too bad for a $7, $8 card. Yeah, I mean, if the PSA 10 is good under $1,000, I may think about getting me one of those. Who knows? Um, but I wasn't going to pay $5,000 for a card like that back during the summer. I mean, that can you really cool. call yourself a Hall of Famer if you don't have that one in PSA 10? <laughs> okay, go ahead and shame me. <laughs> I've been shamed. <laughs> I, just just for that, Jason, I will go out and get me one. And I will show you guys on, on the screen once I have it. Okay. <laughs> it may be a PSA 9, but I'll, I'll go get me one. But, you know, you know going back to all this, you know, and I've said it before, and I, I, I'm on record for this, I know, you know, back – Almost a year ago, 95% of the hobby, if you were to say Lewis Hamilton, they would go Lewis who? They didn't know who this guy was. Not a clue in the world. I did. We did because we're in racing. But, you know, to me, and here we go again. I know I'm probably going to get some grief about this too. I think I think this thing was hyped up just unbelievably. I just, I, I just don't see these cards being... <laughs> being worth the prices that they are i mean good that people are getting those prices kudos to you guys that that, that are doing well with formula one I, I my hat's off to you but i just i, I still don't understand it you know because i've <laughs> i've been in nascar you know ever since 88 max came out so i've been in this thing for the long haul you know from day one and to see these kind of prices just is is absolutely mind-boggling and and um it's like you know, like what I've heard on some other podcasts, I mean, 
these sports get hyped and boy did, formula one really did get hyped and that drove the prices way up so you know hats off to everybody that that, that did well i think it was perfect storm right the all the cards were increasing yep earlier in the season and the that was the only f1 available it had i'm going to put in air quotes a low print run of almost 2000 because <laughs> when you look at panini instant that is a low print run of you know, like 53 so yeah. almost 2000 was a low print run and things escalated quickly they 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 did escalate quickly um i you know, i like formula 1 but i just again these prices are just it's unreal i mean you know we we've seen you know uh five six you know figure six figures for some of these cards i mean it's just who who to thunk it so i guess the the thing like for me is all right so uh, say i missed the boat with cr- buying a chrome box so i mean we i just said it was 2200 dollars for a box of chrome and if i want to buy this year's chrome what i say it was 500 dollars or I can buy the first year of the base set for six hundred dollars a box. Or eight boxes of sixteen certified. We've already discussed. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Right. So it was like, all right, well, you know, I kind of feel that I kind of missed the boat on the F one. And well, so- even at that point, at five hundred dollars, you I think are much wiser to take that five hundred dollars and buy the handful of single cards that you want in the condition that you want, possibly graded, because we all know the grading prices right now. It's just, it's it's going back to the 16 prism. Is it even worth buying the box to open? Because what are you going to get out of it? Most likely. Right. So here, here's one. So the 2020 Topps Chrome Formula One Racing Sapphire box, $2,400 a box. So, and that's not a full box. That's like, I don't know. It's like 10, 15 packs or something. You know, do you buy that hoping you get the 101 or the really low printed of Hamilton or you just leave it sealed, right? So it's major risk, major reward, I guess. That's true. I mean, there's... and that's the way I feel like the Formula One is. Yeah. I mean, I know that our, our local hobby shop last summer broke a, a box of, I think it was Chrome. And they ended up hitting some low number max for stopping card that they got at the time. They got like seven thousand dollars for, you know. <laughs> so you know they they did well with their box that they broke. And so maybe that's too much risk for me. Like you know when I do NASCAR, it's not that big a risk versus reward. And so and I guess people that are in that game, you know maybe the the prison basketball guys, you know, the big risk, big reward. Maybe they're, you know, they're into the F1 big risk, big reward. Because Logan, we talked about it last week that there was one of them that was a PSA 10. It was like $45,000 that sold. Yeah, that wasn't that, a, that was one a, out of five or max, something. Max for stopping card, I think. Yeah. So I guess the cards are coming out of it, but I guess as a base, base set guy that, you know, that, I can't get into that, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm old school too, like you. You know, I'm a, I'm a set collector. You know, I, I want to get all the base sets. You know, every year, 
you know, if I, if I hit, happen to hit a, a really nice card along the way, that's just a bonus for me. You know, I, you know, I, I, the only things I go after are, you know, like Richard Petty and, you know, just a few of the cards that I really like. I don't really try to chase any of these super, super high end, low number cards. So that's what I need. We need a F1 factory set. Well, oh God. Can you imagine if there was an F1 factory set? I'm surprised they haven't done that. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say right. the exact same thing. Surprised it. No, I was going to say what uh, Logan said. I'm surprised they haven't done it. It's coming. Don't worry. It's coming. Yeah. Well, I'd be one of those. So. Yeah, I'd buy one of those if the price is right. If they you know, treat you right on them. So, what? hey, I guess go, going back to eBay real quick, I'll just do a couple more things because I, I have a pretty nice little list here. But some of the other things I saw on eBay was, you know, last week we talked about the President's Choice cards. And uh, there was a 2021 President's Choice 2.0 race jumbo patch of Bubba Wallace. And, of course, all those are one-on-ones. And that thing went for $91 uh, with 28, 28 bids. So that was impressive. And that That's was a cool-looking cool. card. Yeah, I think that was the one we talked about on the show last week. That was the one with the NASCAR logo. Yeah, that was it. All right. Yeah, that was a cool-looking card. Um, something else I saw too, and this is kind of a little bit more old school was a uh, 2007 press pass legends, Marty Robbins. And of course, everybody knows who Marty, who Marty Robbins is. He's a country singer who uh, decided to go run NASCAR just because he wanted to race against Richard Petty, but they had a patch on this card of the American flag. And again, you know, I keep saying this, I wish, I wish I could see some of these things, but there's just so much you can't see it all. This card went for $89.99. I thought that was a really good deal for a card like that because it was it was a beautiful card. And uh, I think it was numbered. So, you know, kudos to whoever got that one because that was a great card. And one more thing that I saw was a 2014 Goodwin Champions autograph of Dan Gurney. Of course, Dan Gurney was a famous road racer who dabbled in NASCAR back in the, you know, the 60s and I, I don't, don't know if he raced up into in the 70s or not. I cannot remember. He's on but, that 1970 uh, drag scripts. Yes. So, yeah, he, he did. I guess he was into the, probably in, in, the, in the early 70s. But anyway, that was an autographed card, and it was a raw card. It went for $148.37 with nine bids. Wow. That was pretty impressive. I can remember seeing these cards – those Dan Gurney autograph cards that shows five bucks all day long. In fact, I, I know I picked up, I've got one that I picked up because, you know, Dan Gurney, he's a little bit of NASCAR trivia. He is the last driver to win a, win a race in a car with three numbers. Yep. He won in the, the number 121 car driving That's for the Wood Brothers because they added, they, they tacked on a one to the 21. You know, because, you know, he had David Pearson and, you know, driving the 21. So that's that's just a little bit of NASCAR trivia. He's the last driver to win with a three-digit car before NASCAR went to, you know, all two-digit cars. And that car photo or the photo of the 121 is on the 1970 Fleer drag strip card. Ding, ding. That's correct. Yep. Actually, he would sign through the mail. And so I sent one to him which he signed and then i had leonard and glenwood sign it as well That's that is my... freaking awesome and he signed it in like silver sharpie so it's really it's really cool i need to get it authenticated but that's one of my 
uh, prize cards uh, signed. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud of you for that. That's you know, and, and you're a lot better at that than I am about getting cards like that autographed. I I never really think about it till it's like too late. <laughs> I had seen where he you know had signed or he did sign through the mail pretty good. So, but then he was in that that set, and I think I have a few of those as well because there's a relics in there, I believe. And I think there's a base card and then there's a signed version as well. Yes. Yeah. Cause I've got some of the relics as well. Cause yeah, I, it's I a like unique signature. Cards. Yeah. And, and I, I'll leave it with one more thing here. Uh, and of course this is a little bit more old school as well. This is a 2002 Terry Labonte press pass stealth. And it's an autograph card out of five. It was number two of five. This card, man, and this really floors me because this is a, a great, a heck of a price. It went for $449.44 with 24 bids. Yeah, I see your look on your face, Val. <laughs> you should see Val's face right now. When we start going to, to video, you'll, you'll be able to see Val's reactions. But yeah, that was very, very high price for that card uh, out of five. Uh, you know, almost 450 bucks. What year was this? 2002. Still. Oh, this is an eBay preview. You know what it could have, well, I don't know. No, because they didn't do those previews. Well, maybe it was. It could have been. They didn't say, but it is out of five. So it must have been somebody who has some of the other five. Some of the guys, you know, they like to collect all their numbering if they get, they want all five or whatever. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I know I would pay a premium. Especially if you have the other ones and you've been looking for it for all this time. Yeah. And, and I guess I'll leave it with this one last card. 2021 Ty Gibbs Chronicles, uh, number five of 10 gold Spectra. That's that's this year's card. Sold for $55.55. <laughs> wow. So that's this year's. That wasn't last year's Spectra, which are going to be his first ones, which will be a lot more. I'm sorry. Who was that? Ty freaking Gibbs. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said Ty Gibbs, didn't I? Dang yeah. it. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got. Uh so one thing I have noticed on eBay though is man, there's a ton of NASCAR cards in SGC slabs. You know, since PSA's not grading, I mean, of course, that's the natural thing to, to be happening right now. But and I'm sure that's probably the way it is in all the other sports, but I just happened to notice that man, there's a ton of SGC cards. Uh you know, NASCAR cards and slabs right now. Well, I guess, Jason, you won the over-under. <laughs> <laughs> My God, it's I can't believe this is how much time we've we've taken on this this episode. It's the it was the F1 that killed us. Yeah, we got off on that F1 tangent and it just killed us. You're right. Well, I guess All we'll right. close it there. Yep. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Please like and share the podcast, share NASCAR trading cards with your friends and from me and the guys. Well, and thank our sponsor, Penny America. But from me and the guys, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.